0: In this season of Hatch we speak to industry leaders in cybersecurity.
1: If you're fake,
0: people know you fake. Describing the behavior of the most sophisticated actors in the space, it was considered to be not worth your time.
1: Do it because you love it.
0: Any computer problem was to wipe and reinstall your stuff. Like, I got to dive into the mindset.
1: How beneficial this tool is. How impactful. To get access to all this mindshare. That's the creative process. The process of
0: trying. This is Hack Chat. My name is Marco Figueroa. And today, we have a person that I've been wanting on this recording show. I wanted him on season one, and I'm happy he's going to be on... The first episode of season two, a cybersecurity expert, a hacker, a creator. He is recognized and has been awarded by Salesforce, Microsoft, Verizon Media, DoD, HackerOne, Dell, and many more for finding bugs in their programs. Stoke Frederick, welcome, sir. Welcome to Hack Chat. Give a quick background on yourself, <laughs> sir hi thank you awesome to be here
1: um hi my name is stoke uh or actually my name is frederick alexanderson but i'm probably more known by my hacker handle Stoke. um i'm um i've been in this industry for over 25 years i've been a system um I can't even remember, what did I do before? (laughs) Um, Well, I've been working um, on the blue team defending side for many years, then I switched over to the more offensive side, and primarily for the last two years I've been heavily invested inside the bug bounty community. Uh, I'm currently working as a cybersecurity expert, uh, hacker and content creator over at TrueSec here in Sweden, which is currently uh, Scandinavia's leading incident response uh, company. It's really cool.
0: Well. I would like to say, man, for the people out there that don't know you, I just want to say, not only are you a cool dude down to earth and you're so lovable. If there is a logo for Stoke, it has to be the peace sign that you always throw up in pictures. So that's just letting you know what type of person he is. So much energy, so much love, and he provides value with zero expectation, right? I know about bug bounty um, and over my career, I heard about when when HackerOne first started and companies started joining to to allow hackers to hack their stuff but I never went deep into the realm of bug bounty. And then I watched a video that you created uh, January of 2019 named how to get started in bug bounty nine pro tips. This opened my eyes completely to the world of bug bounty and you made it seem so easy in terms of getting into it, right? Getting the resources, what to do. What made you decide to create that video? Because it did go quasi viral. What made you decide to go ahead and do that? Uh, I got tired of answering the same questions
1: in Twitter DMs, to be honest, because um, I got started in Bug Bounties early 2018. And uh, and I started to uh, record a couple of video vlogs of me traveling around the world, hacking on these Fortune 500 companies together with a lot of really cool hackers and having a really good time. And and people started to ask me questions over at Stoke at Stoke Frederick on Twitter and uh, and they were just sending questions. How do I get started in bug bounties? What is bug bounties? How, how can I do this? And I figured that if there's so many people just currently wanting to know and there's no direct resources where to point them, I'll, I'll just record a video where I'm ask, answering all those questions. But instead of me just answering, I asked the community uh, on what are your your ideas on how? What, what should somebody think about when they get started inside bug bounties? Because bug bounties is, is a way for hackers to do research and look at or look at all these companies that have secure, potentially have security vulnerabilities and report those to those company companies without any risk of any legal actions as long as those companies are providing a bug bounty program or a uh, or, um, responsible disclosure policy. So I just wanted for, to get more people inside cybersecurity to start helping all these companies out, because if you find a vulnerability, you can earn em- anything from a funny T-shirt to, I don't know, fifty thousand dollars for a pop. So there's money in it as well. So for me, it's a hobby. And uh, I'm really passionate about this hobby, but it's actually the first hobby that pays for itself. Um, (laughs) I've been skateboarding and snowboarding and cooking food and doing all that other stuff, but I never got paid to do that, but this I'm getting paid for. So uh, I respect Bug bug Bounty for that.
0: Yeah, on, on that video, you go into how you got into Bug Bounty you know, during your trip to Nullcon, can you go into that a little bit?
1: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Uh, Nullcon is a conference in Goa, India. It's a cybersecurity or a security conference. Uh, it's really cool. And I had the possibility to travel there with my friend, Franz Rosen. I wasn't into bounties then, but I've been in the security industry for many years and I figured, hey, I wanna tag along and see what goes on. So I recorded a vlog when he and I went there because he was supposed to partake in this bug bounty uh, hacker one organized uh, a live hacking event, and he he also spoke at that conference if I'm not mistaken. So we go in there, uh, it's all excited, and and I don't do any web hacking at all. I'm I'm more from. Well, I got about 25 years of hardening Active Directory and, and Windows infrastructure and enterprise computing uh, in, inside me, but I never pawned web. It wasn't my thing. And when I'm sitting there on, on this bed in France uh, uh, hotel room together with Jobert Arb- Abman, the founder of HackerOne. And I said, and I'm editing some stuff on my, uh, on, my um, on my laptop. And I asked Jobert like, hey, c- couldn't you show me some hacking? C- could, you, could you show me something cool? And he is threw up something and you just popped a SQL injection there. And I'm like, oh, dude, what was, how do you do that? That's amazing. And he showed me burp, which is the mandatory tool that most web application hackers use today. Um, And I was really inspired. I'm like, oh my God, I I, want to do this. How can you, how can you do this? And that's all that from there on, I just went all in Mm. uh, and uh, and and just every day, just tried to learn anything I could
0: about web hacking, and uh, yeah, that's that's the story. Awesome. In that same video, you gave a recommendation on searching for one bug in the OWASP Top Ten, and and like pick one. You chose race mm-hmm. conditions. Why did you choose race conditions? And take me through the process of knowing nothing and getting good at mm-hmm. race conditions to find bugs. And what did you? do to get there to to get better take me through that process yeah for sure um i, I
1: of course it, it would be idiotic for me to choose some kind of advanced coding thing because i i couldn't code for shit. now now i now i understand Two and a half year down the road, of course, my skill level has, grows, has grown exponentially, but in the beginning, I didn't understand anything. So um, for me, it had to be something that I could understand. And race conditions is a logical bug where it's, it's, it's defined in a way where you send. Imagine for a second that um, you have an application and you send an interaction to that, that the front end is going to process it, send it to the back end, the back end is gonna get some information and send it back to you. What happens if you send that request not one time, but instead 10,000 times? And does that break the system? Does it run out of memory or does it respond weirdly? Or what happens with it? Because I have so much infrastructure background, I could understand that how things communicate with each other. So imagine for a second that you're a football or a soccer goalie. You're standing in the goal and you have one guy kicking a ball against you and you're going to stand there, Okay, I'm going to get this ball and he kicks the ball and you catch the ball and it's all good. That's like one single channel. But instead, you got ten thousand guys kicking a ball. Which ball do you choose first? Like yeah. that, and that's the back end, what's going to happen when you get so many requests coming in. And in a race condition, if that is a transfer, transfer money from one account to another or redeem uh, a coupon code for, uh, for uh, a $10, $10 bonus or something, I could understand that. I could grasp that because I couldn't understand code. So cross-site scripting or, or just doing like server-side template injection wasn't my thing. So yeah. I, I chose that for that reason.
0: Nice. You're so busy. Do you still invest in Bounty Thursdays, as as you discuss, where you take a day um, to do, you know, eight hours of bug bounty? You're you're so busy. Maybe not. But do you still take time out during the week to say, okay, I'm going to devote X amount of hours to to hack on a program? I used
1: to do that for in the beginning, so the the reason why I really wanted to get good at bug hunting right and mm-hmm. and I wanted to be good at hunting for vulnerabilities, and I realized I couldn't do that after Uh, Doing eight hours of work and being tired and cooking food for my wife and being tired and then eventually just fire up my brain to be able to find these really weird bugs on some of the most hardened targets (laughs) that are out there, I, I needed to do something different. So I talked to my then current employer and asked them if I took a pay cut. Could I have one day off? Mm. And I instead invested that time in hunting for bugs. Mm. And I did that every Thursday. That's why I call it Bounty Thursday. And that led to me actually last year before Corona quitting that job and now I've been full-time bounty hunting for a year and uh, and now I'm starting another job because I got this really cool position over at TruSec that I'm going to grow with that team, but I, I was easily sustained uh, and, and made more money than I could expect in a year um, by just doing bounties alone and then controlling nice. my own time. But we will see what happens in the future if I'm going to be able to do it on, on that level. So yeah,
0: One thing that I know is that every single Thursdays, I can expect my notification for your YouTube channel informing me that you have a new Bounty Thursday video. What made you start these weekly videos?
1: Um, I love Twitter. Uh, Not Twitter as the application, but I love the community that is there, the the Bounty community Mm and the InfoSec community. And, uh, and I realized that when I was having conversation with people, did you see that post or did you see that tool? And maybe, and maybe they missed it. So I figured that there's a lot of newsletters out there. People do newsletters. I'm one of those persons that love to get those, but I like to do things when I'm listening uh, or I'm listening to stuff while I'm doing other stuff. Mm. So I decided that if I can do... A weekly show where i talk about the things that happens inside the bounty community and talk about tools that's going to be both audio and visually stimulating uh people that have short attention span might just be able to tag
0: along with that and learn something i mean that that's a powerful answer because i i guess for me i would like to challenge you to set up a newsletter a weekly newsletter because you're so right right i have tweet deck set up because i need i miss so much everything is flying in and you're right i love the community and i play on both sides offensive and defensive so for me it's like i have to know what these influencers on the defense are talking about and then i have to know the latest offensive things that are happening and all the bug bounty people that are creating cool tools that are finding good things and even uh having reports right like these reports that are coming out i'm missing them if i don't have these lists so it is very very important for me to like have TweetDeck. but if you had like a newsletter like here's the whole thing or do you know any uh good newsletters off the top of your head that that for like mm. bug bounty because that is an interesting. Oh yeah, concept. for sure. Oh man. Oh
1: sure, I would say by far the best one to to sign up for is Integrity's. Uh, I think it's called uh, Bug News or Bug something. Uh, and it's curated by Pentester Land, and mm. it's she's so really good at curating it and just finding the best stuff. And it's really super easy, easy readable. So Integrity. Um, Dot io or com i can't remember you sign up for their newsletter and uh yeah and, and you should be sad satisfied
0: nice what would you recommend for new bug bounty hunters entering their first year on how to set measurable goals mm, and and let the, me let uh, me give humble. you let me give <laughs> you some context for me when yes. when i seen yes. the video and i was and i was like i'm gun hole i'm going all in right? I was like, all right, cool. This is, this is going to be, this is my side hustle on the weekends. The first weekend, Mm -hmm. nothing. The second weekend, nothing. Third weekend. I was (laughs) like, I need to create like some sort of, of balance of my expectation. Right. So, you know, life happens, you give it up. And then I got back on and then I was lucky enough to meet Santiago Lopez. And, he became like this mentor for me. Now, hopefully he's gonna be on, on, on this season or, or an upcoming season, but he became like my mentor. And I, I, I had weekly calls with him, and I'm like, I'm gonna be much structured. And he was like, take this course, do this, do this. And within three days of just listening to him, I found my first book. Now, it was a dupe, but it was promise. And that was, to me, huge. So what would you recommend for new bounty hunters entering and, and, and creating their goals and setting measurable goals so they don't feel overwhelmed or just like, this is not for me, I'm not finding anything? Uh,
1: I would say it's uh, it's it's part of a commitment. Yeah. I would say do it because you love it you know, feel the passion to hunt for the bug and think it's fun. But then again, you need to understand this when a company puts on uh, a bug bounty program, specifically an open bug bounty program, they hopefully have enough security uh, maturity that they've, they've been doing the vulnerability assessment. They've been doing the pen testing. They've been doing the red team, all that jazz, hopefully not all do, but a lot of them Do that because these targets are battle hardened targets. Mm -hmm. If if you, I usually say it's pen testing, but you're running with weight west with a weight west on because it's 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 harder. Everything is harder. Everything is blind. You you don't have access to any code. You can't talk to anyone, and you need to bypass the WAF and you need to understand that some. A lot of information has been stripped out so you can't see what goes on on the other end. So you need to rely on blind and timed attacks and, and, and business logic and anomalies. So get, get the expectation that I have no idea what I'm supposed to do and getting into it. That's why I recommend doing one bug class at a time. Instead of just thinking of all the different kind of bug classes, take one. Focus on doing one kind of bug and look for that everywhere until you find it celebrate your win move on create your own methodology okay i did this to find this interesting what have others done to find this what other paths did they do Hmm. look at reports over activity on hacker one for instance great resource to to identify similar payloads or, or things that you have found and then just move on to the next one study that area be good at that and continue on because You you can't do it all at once because you're gonna get so intensely overloaded with information. Mm. So you need to you need to compress it down into smaller pieces and do it one at a
0: time. Nice. You (laughs) tweeted. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is super super difficult. And and in terms of you have to put in the work. Like there's nothing. There's no getting around that. And I think for me, I was like, I'm technical and, uh, you know, this, this, and this. And I know I've used Burp Suite, but not that much. And I was like, I just get into it and this, that. It's like, no, you have to be methodical, structured, what you want to learn, how you want to learn it, get good at it. So you tweeted, and I quote, I'm a 60% passion person. It means that if I find something I'm interested in, I go all in. I then eat, breathe, and sleep that thing until I master it to the extent that I'm satisfied with. That's usually 60%. Then like I flip a switch and it's off. Do you have the same feeling when it comes to learning a new technique to finding bugs or, or just on a program? I
1: think so. Uh, I don't want to be <laughs> that way always, but but, but that's kind of how, how it was. I can just, let me just put that in context. So uh, for instance, uh, I saw some guy on TV juggling and I'm like, wow, juggling looks cool. Uh, I want to do that. So I got three <laughs> juggling balls and I started to juggle and I failed at it miserably. And and then I, but eventually I, I kind of learned it. And then I, I learned how to do different kind of moves and cascades and fun stuff. and And then everything that I could think about was juggling so i i just wanted to do that all the time i always had a, a couple of juggling balls with me and 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 I juggled wherever i was or and, and i was interested in different kind of manufacturers of juggling balls and then it was this these other things the sticks that they throw around and i just nerded out on it but when i reached the level where i could throw a six ball cascade on a unicycle that day i did that i reached the goal when i'm like I'm done, I don't need to do this anymore. And I never picked it up
0: again. Ooh. And I moved on to something else. Wow, that is that is interesting. I took um, a, a brain course, right? And what they said on, the, Jim Quick, by the way, if you've never heard of Jim Quick, go read his book, go take his courses. It's amazing, it's how to remember stuff, um, cool. like with memory palaces and everything. But he says, when you wanna take a break, go play ping pong. Or you juggle when you're like intense for, you know, either a pom- pomodormans technique or, you know, you're in front of the computer for a long period of time and you give yourself a break, go ahead and juggle, go ahead and give yourself a, a break by doing something that is not task oriented or anything like that. So it's, it's interesting that you say that. So let's go into burp sweep because it is the quintessential tool for web app bug hunters where would you recommend to start
1: start running it
0: <laughs> just play I, with it use I it had no
1: i i had no idea how it worked in the beginning it's not like there was a when i started it wasn't really fully developed the web application um, they have this uh, web app academy now that is super good and they're being the the Portuguese team has really been leveling up their games lately with spitting out content and they have really good ideas on how to educate the users now for the mm. future but uh, in the beginning what i did is that i just I had, I had two screens right so i had one screen i'll put burp on there and i'll proxy and i'll turn all these active parts on so just passively scanning not i'm not interacting with it at all And then I would just browse any kind of normal website that I had and see whatever ended up there. In the beginning, it looked like gibberish, but after a while, it's like the matrix, you know, you're looking at the screens of the matrix and you see all these different things and you're just falling down and you're like, oh, I wonder what he can see there, but then, they apparently can monitor and see whatever goes on after a while you get that same feeling with with burp as well you can see different kind of response coming back and forward and you know APIs how they work and and um, and HTTP codes and everything so it's all about getting used to to the interface and using it and understanding how communication between a browser and a server works so start using it I'm very much a practical person
0: yeah. What was your first bounty program uh, you worked on?
1: I think it was a VDP called RISE. I can't really remember, though.
0: Uh, what was your first bug that you found? <laughs> race, condition,
1: race conditions. Race conditions?
0: Same same <laughs> program? Yeah, f- same program. <laughs> oh, man. what What other bugs like race conditions you feel that you like, that is that is what I do. That's one of my favorite things to, to look for immediately.
1: Oh, XXEs, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, by far. I madly love XXEs. Any, anything that's timed and blind and outbound, like SSRF and XXEs, that kind of stuff, I love that.
0: Um, Can you explain what's okay. the XS, XXE to people that are not familiar with it? I'll try uh, to, to do it in an easy way, but
1: um, so it's it, there is this format called XML. So I, I can't really remember what sort of extensible markup language or something, and it's framed in a certain way, and you can request information like entities inside that. I'm probably gonna mess this all up, but what we what you do is that instead of referencing something inside that that request internally. You'll request more data for that request. Instead of just getting it from the database, you say, OK, I want this from this external uh, source. And that external source would be my malicious server. So I will feed information in from that server and then being able to um, tell that request to say, instead of reading files from, let's say, the external server or what's in the database, try to read this local file, let's say, your password, and give me the results from that file. And that would End up in the return, the response of the request. Uh, There's a great uh, tutorial uh, that explains this. Uh, Pawn Function has made an amazing YouTube video that just goes through all the steps how this works. And there's a lot of things to read up on. I'm not a developer, so I can't really explain all the parameters and entities and internal and external entities. but i think that would give you a good point
0: (laughs) yeah yeah nice um what was the longest time you spent looking for a bug on a program that you knew the bug was there but you was like i just can't get it i i I know it's there i know it's there and and you continue to just push through that pain how long was it days did you give like a break between you know I don't know, a week or two, was there a break? Or did you go I got calling? a couple
1: of those. Yeah. I, I actually got a couple of those uh, that I revisit from time to time to see if something has changed because I can't bypass their protection. Uh, but but the more I learn about some things that I know that are broken and uh, <clears throat> the better I get at the craft that I do, mm-hmm. I always have a couple that I return back to. But yeah, they've been there for a year maybe. You know, There's things that I know are vulnerable but I just I, I can't find ways to aggress or, or to pop in certain ways, but one day they will.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. How do you push through the fatigue of not finding a bug, that frustration? How do you push through just like, ah, ah man, I'm not finding anything. How do, how do you, what do you do?
1: I tell myself that I'm never going to do it again and say bounties is not my thing. And then it goes a couple of days and then i open twitter and i see somebody post something cool and i'm like damn and i'm back to it that that's usually how it works and you you get inspired by somebody doing a write up or you're seeing something that's cool you hear something that's that that seems like oh yeah and then the dots just connect or or, or that epiphany feeling when you st- you're standing in the shower right the shower moment where you you're supposed to think about i don't know how to how to wash your hair or, or, or where's the soap. But then just out of nowhere, that idea comes up about this bug that you've been working on and you just know the answer. And then you can't get out of that shower fast enough to just try that thing out. And, and that's usually how it is.
0: Yeah, do you reach out to fellow researchers from time to time to get some pointers and, and to help you Oh yeah, on all bugs? the time, Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the
1: that. time. That's, that's how it works. It, this community is very friendly in that case Oh yeah. because you can't know it all. It's like you need to understand. I've been, I've been hacking websites for the last, I don't know, two and a half, almost three years now. That's nothing. It's baby steps. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, I need to ask people. But I offer collaborations and say, OK, I found this thing. I can't exploit it. You want to split it 50 50 with me if we, if we, if we pop it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what's up. That's cool. I, there's been many times I reached out to Santiago and, and, and asked him, Hey, I'm, I'm having this issue. Can you, can you assist? And he's like, yep, I got you. Right. And, that, and it's pretty cool that you could go and, and reach out to people. And a lot of people, and most of the people that I reach out to, you got your Haddix, you know, Santiago, they are so willing to help out You know, and and it's just love. It's so much love. So I appreciate Mm. that. I try to do the same from my end when people are in my DMs or anything. I try to, you know, reach out and and provide value in some way. So do you reach out Mm. to or, or what are some of the mentors you've had over these past two or three years? And I want you to give them their flowers, right? I want you to mention them and let them know. Right, because it's important, you know. I always try to shout out like people that help me, Santiago Haddocks. So, do you, who are your mentors?
1: I would say people that are my mentors. Maybe not that they helped me to solve certain problems, but help me to think in ways where, or or could at least you know point me in the right direction. It has to be Yoert, uh, uh, your Abmal over at Hacker one for sure. Uh, uh, Franz Rosen for just even showing me that bounties existed, mm. uh, very, very uh, grateful for that. And then shout out to all the disturbance members, you know, uh, Tom, nom nom, OXACB, uh, Fisher, Corbin X, uh, techno geek space raccoon, Europa, uh, and, uh, and, and prior members like, uh, and, and and definitely like Sam, he's been doing some amazing jobs. You got Nahomsek, of course, like and and Tanner and all these super, super, super talented people. Uh I, I would say Jobs, Nafy. There there there's an endless list of people. The list inside goes this community on and on. What is what is everybody th- is just collaborative and, and super smart and nice and, yeah. and, and inspirational in their own way.
0: Yeah. I have not met someone in the bug bounty community that has not been nice, that has not provided value when I've asked or I heard someone ask them. It, it, I mean, it's it's amazing. What is next for Stoke? Um,
1: I'm going to focus a lot about creating content that's going to be more security, uh, awareness-related, and uh, that's going to be over at TrueSec. I'm going to do a lot of stuff there. And, uh, and then I'm going to continue doing my Bounta Thursdays and hopefully, hopefully that uh, the live hacking circuit is going to get back in play when, uh, when this whole isolation part is, is over. So I can get back to doing conferences and meeting people and traveling and, and doing the things that I love to do. Uh, I'm missing that way too much. So um, I, I wish that that's going to past but then again i'm trying to not plan too hard as well i Mm -hmm. i like to just stumble upon new things and follow my creativity and
0: and see where it takes me so
1: nice we'll see where it goes here's here's to an uncertain future
0: yeah yeah i i wanted to pick your brain about the drawing the walkman goal that you um tweeted about right can you go into it for people out there for me I I love this. When you tweeted about this, I said, man, I want to hold you accountable. Post up these pictures every day or whenever you have time to, to mm. hold you accountable to that. So do you want to go into that?
1: For sure. Um, um, uh, I think I would just take it out of here. So I'll show you at least some of the things that I done. So I, I, I wanted to, I decided that I wanted to draw like a, uh, a Walkman every day, and uh, so I started doing that. Um, and that is primarily because I wanted to commit to something, to something that wasn't really computer related. It, 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 it's on it's on my tablet, but it's also I, I draw on paper, I draw everywhere, but it's hard to share. So I wanted to. I wanted to show up and do the work. I wanted to commit and I wanted to do something, just not because I felt like it, but Mm -hmm. because it was a commitment that I wanted to do. Uh, Seth Rogen, I think that's his name, talks about how you commit and do the daily work, and I I was inspired by the things that he did and said, okay, so for a year, I'm going to try to uh, draw a Walkman or something related to a Walkman every day. and just do that because I know that tomorrow I'm going to draw another one. Mm -hmm. And then you do it every day and see where my craft goes and see if I get better at it and And, and some days will be good. Some will be bad.
0: Yep. And this is the reason why I wanted to ask you this and, and explain this. And I want to go into details for the people that are watching out there. It's about trusting the process. This is, this Mm. is what it's about drawing the same thing over and over whatever angles and, and different pictures, it's about going through the motion, trusting the process, getting better, knowing that tomorrow you're gonna to be better than yesterday. And that's one of my mantras, right? At the end of the day, am I better than yesterday's Marco? Cause that's who I'm competing with. I'm not competing yeah. with Joe blow down the street or some other hacker. I'm competing with yesterday's Marco. And what I do at the end of the night is ask myself that, and if I haven't, if I don't feel like I'm better than yesterday's Marco, I then schedule my day to say, okay, how do I get better than today's Marco, right, and yesterday's Marco, because you want to elevate yourself, and for me, that's how I do it, you know, there's measurements, there's goals, this is how you push yourself and figure out, and for you, it's it's very simple, you could go to your last drawing, or your 10 last drawings ago and you could look at the difference and and there's mm. always measurable goals and I, I when you said that I'm like wow that that's awesome doing drawing the same thing and then seeing the end product and I I I'm I I want you to post at the end of the year right in December your first and last because it, it, that that transformation is is the best thing you could provide. Like trust the process on on just getting better every day, and mm-hmm. and not being so hard on yourself. Let's talk about creativity. Where do you find mm-hmm. your inspiration? Because you're very creative. I'm, I
1: find it everywhere. It 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 surrounds me. It's mm-hmm. like in this. Uh, I I. Yeah, I find it everywhere and I try to be inspired by as many things as possible. For me, it's all about sorting out what I really want to dive into because I can easily be inspired about doing that thing and that thing and and whatever. But trying to find my own voice and then just not get caught up in the idea of um, not doing the work, it it seems idiotic. But let's say, for instance, that um, you I usually say to tell people that you can be the you can be the best and know everything about how to uh, about the american football game like everything that goes into it all the teams that play it in the nfl and you never thrown the ball you, you've been on on the sides all the time but to really understand the game and to understand how it really works you need to play it mm-hmm. and you need to be a part of that to understand what goes on. And and for me, that's the creative process, the process of trying. And if it didn't work, I fail. And then I try again, and I do something else. And I, and I do stuff because I there's not a day in my life when I'm not creating anything, I just need to find the outlet for that for that day.
0: Yeah, I've, uh, you know, one of the things that I noticed on on your posts, you're always pushing the envelope, being creative, doing something that's taking you to that next level. You moved into your office, AKA I call it the creative spaceship. What are <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. Um, what does your office hours look like? Normally it's, uh, I,
1: my day normally looks like this. Uh, I get up around let's say eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then I go for a walk for about one hour. Then I have breakfast, have a shower and uh, do a little bit of meditation if I'm lucky. Uh, And then I drive into the studio. So I usually arrive in here somewhere around 11. Then I do um, some kind of work that I need to do. What, what that is, it could be creative work, it could be uh, recording a the Thursday video, it could be hacking, it could be whatever I have planned for that day. And uh, then I have a lunch break. Uh, I usually w- take a walk for 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 the for that break for for twenty to thirty minutes, just to go somewhere and get food to, you know change of scenery mm-hmm. and, and get some air into my system. I do some breathing exercises and just listen to a podcast and have fun, get back again. And then I do another three to four to five hours, uh, push. Uh, and, uh, then eventually I go home
0: that, nice. that's, that's the, that's the day I have. I mean, l- let's break down that day real quick. Cause I want to get into it on that walk. Is it exercise? Is it, creative time? Is it what are you doing during that walk?
1: In the morning? Yeah, in, the morning. Uh, in I actually walk with my wife. So we talk, mm. we, we, ah. um, we offload things we discuss we um, because for me, I'm, I'm one of those persons that I think when I talk, uh, it's not the other way around. I'm, I'm, I need an outlet. me to really form my ideas Mm -hmm. so so we walk and we talk and we discuss things and uh, and sometimes we walk in silence sometimes we don't and uh it's all about just doing it but we're doing it together because we're also pushing each other to actually do it because if i'm like "Eh, i'm a little little bit tired i don't want to go she's like okay you have to how do you We, we are committed this is what we do
0: nice how do you create your days is it the night before the day of is it you have a schedule during the week and I want. Uh, people to know the mindset of of a book bounty hunter as a creative as a person that gets it
1: i um i schedule full days mm-hmm. uh, and that means i don't schedule anything inside that day but i'll i'll mark off a day so bounties that day and then i'll just try to uh I'll adapt accordingly uh, that, that's how it works because you need to follow the flow a little bit i, I have mad respect for people that do checklists and and, uh, and take notes on everything and plan everything yeah like <laughs> methodically yeah. Uh, that 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 loves to do that. I'm just not that person i yeah. have i I feel locked in and caged when it's too much uh times like when, when, when we started this, you asked me, do you have a time where you need to get off and I'm like, no. Yeah. Because I don't want to have a time when I need to get off and I don't want to be, oh, I'm sorry, I need to leave you now because I got another meeting that I need to attend. Uh, so I always, I always extend the time for all the meetings. So I know that it will be as long as it needs to be. Yeah. And then have I'll that move on to something else.
0: You have that buffer in there and that's, that's super important. I mean, for me, it, it's random, right? Some days it's, I have a checklist you know, I'm not doing, there's other days I have a checklist that says, I'm not doing B until A is completed, right? There's other oh, days sure. I have block block, uh, block times, like you just said, right? From 12 to one, um, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And then from one to five, this is what I'm doing. Sometimes I do that. So it all, it all mm-hmm. depends on the day and what I want have planned, what I have scheduled. But for me, I, I think I've said this before, I have. I, I feel like I'm. I'm Picasso, right? I, I wake up with mm. a blank canvas, and I get to create this amazing painting that I call my life mm. that specific day. And I do this mm. every single day. I'm not reactive. I try not to be reactive to two things, right? I like to be very proactive, methodical, well thought out. And you know, things happen, of course, but m- the majority of the time it's like, this is what I want my painting to look like. So it's super important. How has switching gears, how has um, COVID affected you? Because there are no cons, no events, no Mm. like-mind, like-minded people to like share these ideas. And to me, that has been hard, you know, it learning for me, I, I love, to learn by myself, but also I like to have ideas and share them. How have you made the best of, of this time during COVID? Well, I have,
1: I have had this studio and uh, I've been creating stuff in here and I've been hacking and I've been talking with, mo- mo- let's say, my bounty hunting crew that I hang around with and some other people. We are all remote anyway. You know, we're around the world. We used to do that, but I miss conferences. I miss traveling. I miss hanging out with my friends. I miss all that stuff that we all do. Um, but it hasn't really affected me in, a, in much of a negative way because a lot of the things that I do is it, it's something you do alone anyway. You know, if yeah. I, if I end up getting into hyper focus, looking at this, this bug for a couple of hours, I don't want to be disturbed anyway. So, so
0: yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, it feels for me, it feels like the IRC days, right? You had it when you had your big yeah. CRTs and computers and you had to mm. be at a desk to do it. Um, you know uh, where you're at is there a lockdown, or is it no, there is no lockdown? Everything is like open no. yeah,
1: so everything is open there there's a minor lockdown like the restaurants close at a certain time and that kind of stuff, and and people uh, should distance more than they do there's no real travel restrictions, but you can't can't go abroad, but you, of course it, it it changes society have changed the way that things are have changed, of course yeah. but uh, it haven't hasn't um, my work is fully remote anyway, so I, I can do it wherever I'm at.
0: Yeah, I mean, in in California where I'm at, it's it's like mm. open close, open close, open close, and I think this is now the fifth. I think I I, I, I lo- mm. literally lost count. I remember the second where the second wave was, but where we've entered another lockdown and. You know, I don't even know what's open and what's closed anymore. That's that's how bad yeah, it is. There's I mean,
1: so many small businesses that go out of business oh. and there's problematic for everyone. So it, it's a terrible situation. So it affected me. Of course, it affected me mentally and emotionally uh, on a global scale. I miss my friends. I miss being able to do the things that I used to do. But then again, if this is if this is the hand that I got dealt at the moment, mm. I'm going to do the best out of it. And so, um, that's why I've been like, I created a, this year is the year that I started to this bounty Thursday videos because Hey, I, I couldn't travel to conferences. I couldn't meet people. I couldn't do stuff. So I needed to do something else. So you just find another creative outlet and I, and I started to do a lot of the things. So, yeah,
0: and, and, and I'm happy you brought up like local businesses because you are also a business owner, a fashionista. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a clothing sure. store. How has this pandemic affected your, your business, too, with fashion? It's,
1: it, it's been terrible, to be honest, but, but that's the fact for this industry. The fashion industry has been, uh, when pe- you know, imagine if you were selling uh, suits now. Mm-hmm. Nobody buys suits now because they're sitting home in their sweatshirts and yeah. just having a good time. There's no parties to go to. So you don't need to buy that nice dress or that super cool shirt that you usually bought yeah. you, you, because you're not showing yourself up for anyone. So the the, the whole personal <clears> ego <throat> or the way that fashion is being used to show who you are, showcase you as an individual. Now everybody is, wears shorts and sweaters.
0: I'm, I'm happy you said that because I, I- for me, I was born and raised in New York, and I'm a fashionista. I love fashion, right? And during yeah. this time, I'm like, I spend all this money on this high-end fashion. And mm-hmm. what this pandemic made me realize is, for what? Right? And you're right. Like, exactly. I have a uniform, a polo v-neck with some sort of shorts or sweats or some sort of lululemon to Nike shorts, it's a it's a uniform like i know what i'm gonna i I don't even think about it because i bought at one point i think two months in i bought 20 polo shirts v-necks and i was like Mm. every single day i'm going to be wearing this because we're not going anywhere and it's not going to happen anytime soon right so that was the thing now it is 2021 hopefully these vaccines are going to you know, be rolled out, and and there is some hope where you know we we have a commitment from the new president that says the first hundred days, a hundred vaccines. I'm on in line, please. You know, I'm dying to travel, so I do want to get vaccine. I want to mm-hmm. be safe and and all that. But you know, hopefully, 2021 is better. What about bounty skills do you? want to learn or you're going to be working on during 2021
1: uh i want to be better at understanding and exploiting javascript so i've been working on that i've been really trying to to deeply understand the the factors around xxs and and stuff because i never i never did that in the beginning I, i wasn't interested about it and so i'll do that and and I'll definitely going to dig into uh, server side template injections. And uh, I'm also going to look into more had a little bit of flirt with uh, authentication, uh, things like OAuth and stuff, but I feel like I'm. I'm definitely going to go more into to understand deeply understanding and re, being able to learn how to code better and being able to understand JavaScript on a on a higher level that I do currently.
0: Nice. <clears throat> how do you when you're working on programs and you know you're working on Verizon or whatever program you're working on and and this is like your program that you like to go after. How do you track the changes from month to month or for, you know, you're working on it today in six months. How do you differ to see what has changed? What are some of the techniques, tools, and, and things that you do?
1: I try to monitor JavaScript changes uh, and see if there's de- developers had been poking at those. Um, staying up to date to re- release news What's happening? What, what what do they want to communicate? What kind of marketing stuff are they talking about? So so I know what's up. What 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 are they pushing? Um, and also being uh, just constantly going back to things. I have a couple of programs that I'm 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 not a I don't like to. Um, Mayflower things, I I, I like to stick to things really deeply over time. And then after a while, like you talk about Santi, right? You know, the hours that he spent on Salesforce is ridiculous because, you know, he's so heavily invested into that. So he knows everything. He even knows some of the systems better than their own developers because he's been invested in so many hours. And what happens after a while, if you're. Let's say that you have a favorite TV show. What's your favorite TV show on, uh, uh, on Netflix currently?
0: I think Succession. I've so been... Succession.
1: How many seasons?
0: It's only two. But if we want to talk about favorite shows, West Wing. Okay.
1: The, so the West Wing. we do
0: that. How many, how many seasons? Eight. 24 episodes a okay, so
1: season. Okay. So eight seasons. Okay. So in the beginning, the first episode you see is the pilot. That, that is like your first recon, you're, you're, you're trying to just understand who, who are the characters here and, and you, you're starting to understand the plot. What is this all about? That's the main frame of the application. What's going on? Second Episode number two, there's building character. You're seeing what goes on with that, uh, with the different characters and you're starting. And when you're somewhere around, you know, episode 20, you know, most of the main characters. And uh, you're starting to fall in love with one of two of them, and, and you really like what you're rooting for them, and whatever happens, then it's the season finale, and nothing really happens. And then season two comes along, and then, and then eventually the dreaded season three, where everything's just crappy. But then season four drops, and they introduce new characters, mm-hmm. but you already know the base characters, so you can instantly see this guy's new. They switch him out. Why did they switch? Uh, why did it change the actor here? It's the same character, but it's changed the actor because you know the difference because you're so invested in it. That's kind of how I see how I keep track of things. You just
0: get used to it. That is powerful. That is, that is a good way to explain how to track stuff. Do you use any tools, mind maps? I know Haddix loves his mind maps.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally unorganized. I have text files everywhere, <laughs> and, and, and and I when I when I log things, I log them inside Burp. I just open a I open a, some I, I create different kind of Burp projects, and I go back to an old one, and and I funnel everything through to Burp. So I have that as my main repository, and then I store store all these old Burps on an external NAS that I have, so I don't run out of disk space do you, because do you I, take because any, I want to go
0: back. Do you take any notes? at all or you just leave it in burp
1: um, no i take notes but but only on things that i find interesting but i i flag requests inside burp and and i i use that primarily Can i, I you... take notes to write down payloads and stuff that i do but i'm not a heavy note taker
0: yeah one I
1: keep a lot of stuff in my head to be honest
0: yeah nice one of the things that i would recommend for you if you if you know you like taking notes and everything is scattered. And is, is Rome Research? I don't know if you heard it. It, when Never. you write notes, it does like bi directional cross linking. It's like the first note app, it, it's a paid app, it's not, not like Notion. Um, and it's a monthly service, but you can write stuff in there and just keep on adding notes, and then you know it's searchable and it, it's it like searches through all your notes and, and says, okay, this is where everything was mentioned, right? It's, it's Mm. good. I would recommend anyone that, that, you know, writes a lot of notes and isn't organized like myself, but you know, I also use notion for me. This Mm. is, this is like I jot a lot of notes and I always have like pads and I'm writing stuff down. So I, I found that, you know, those, those two, programs i use a lot i would say every day because i'm always constantly writing cool. jotting things down so rome research and notion
1: i and, need to be better at so, so thank you very
0: much yeah for, yeah for yeah definitely i i i'm always like trying to help out and like i said provide value your output of things is, is so impressive do you, can you give advice to people that that their output they feel like they could do more but they don't. How do you mean? How do you could you extend on that a bit? Yeah, yeah. You say that so after- so uh, people like during this pandemic, you have more time than ever, right? And uh, like, mm. people, some people ask me, man, how do you go ahead and 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 do so much? Right? You know, work and family, and and you got all these hats and you're juggling and, and how? how do you go ahead and, and what is it and what i tell people is like hey just pick one thing that you want to do for the day and just say okay i'm going to do this right where a lot mm. of people feel like you know they could be doing more and and you know it's it's important for people to know you know there's a lot of outlets depending on what it is and you, one of the things that i know is you do a lot you've said that earlier when we were talking you're you're constantly doing one thing a day or, or putting out every Thursdays with no ifs, ands or buts. I think you miss one, maybe Thursday, poke? I'm gonna miss one today. Oh, <laughs> look at that. So so how do you how do you or what would be your recommendation for people to do more?
1: Uh, just start it, it seems idiotic, but the whole thing is to create mm. momentum uh it's easy to say because most things that are holding us back and why we're procrastinating is fear of judgment and failure and whatever it is when when i share some of the paintings that i've done on um on twitter i uh, or when i do my daily stuff it's it's there's always this chance that somebody's gonna say that sucks and i'm okay with that because i didn't paint them for them i Mm -hmm. painted them for me And because Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it and I wanted to practice and I wanted to learn. So and you need to do like, you know, podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. You need to do a bunch of crappy podcasts before they start to be good. So you kind of need to start. That's all it is. But people are so afraid of being judged or, or or value, or people are putting some value on them or other stuff that they're not willing to be authentic and, and putting things out and, and having that growth mindset that, okay, at least I try. And if I failed, I'd rather fail fast than failing over a over long term. So I'd rather try. try. That didn't work. Okay, I'm going to try this. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, I'm going to try that. That seems fair. Okay, fun. And just take it from there and and not be so serious about everything. Experiment a bit. Uh, Life, I don't know if you're religious. uh, And and to be honest, I I don't know if reincarnation is on the table. But for anyone that believes reincarnation is on the table or the eternal afterlife, it doesn't really matter whatever you believe because we got one chance here. And that chance is now. Mm. Maybe your life will be something else next time. But this time around, at least you have a chance to do the best out of it. So I'm here to live my best life and have the most fun that I can have, because I'm living my life for me and not for someone else.
0: Yeah, that is great advice. I always say, you know, sometimes you got to put these two fingers in your ear and listen to listen to yourself, right? And the thing is, when people criticize or, or do anything, don't listen to it. Like you said, do it for yourself. And, and I think, you know, if it's coming from a good place, that's one thing, but if it's coming from a, I, I'm, I'm I'm hating on you, then don't care. I, I mean, you do it because you love it. One thing I would recommend is for people that are procrastinating or doing something, you know, read, read Mel Gibbons book, three, two, one rule. And it's, it's just a rule that she has that she does a countdown and do it, right? Like, stop thinking yourself out of doing whatever it is you want to do. Just go in and do it. So, mm. you know, Stoke, I greatly appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. This was amazing. The poster. Uh, before we go, your sweater, where can we get one? Mm-hmm. Where can we get the new sweater? sweater? Yes, um, is it sold out? I'm, I'm
1: not. It's sold out. The first the first batch sold out. So, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna release another batch later on, and uh, then it's gonna be it's all it's all 100 organic cotton. It's all sustainable, fair labor, no harsh chemicals, uh, all that good stuff, good quality. Um, but it's gonna be another batches, uh, and and then. I'm going to release this. Um, then these sunglasses are coming out, these augmented sunglasses. These are blue light, and, uh, and as soon as they get UV light on, then they turn into these uh, uh, darks and sunglasses. Those are a signature bo- model that's going to come out. I'm just playing around with some uh, prototypes at the moment. Uh, when so, is that slated I'll, to be I'll released? See- yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let you know when they when they get out. Same with the sweaters and and some of the new new drops that are coming. But they're going to be available over at uh, um when I'm ready. Because currently there's some issues with manufacturing due to COVID, and and international shipping is also a really big hassle at the moment. Oh yeah. um, But as soon as this is getting a little bit sorted, you're gonna get.
0: Let's let's um go into my final question. I was gonna wrap it up, but something sure. came to my mind. Um you took a job at TrueSec. Uh your yeah. first day was in January, right? What mm-hmm. what was what are you doing for them?
1: Mm, I'm working as a cybersecurity expert and uh content creator. So I'm a part of I'm kind of the bridge between uh, all their experts, uh, because the, TrueSec is specialized in um, cybersecurity incident response and secure infrastructure, right? And uh, and the goal is to, you know, protect companies from breaches, and if breaches happen, help them get back to business as soon as possible. That's what that's what we do. And we're specialists in that. And to be that bridge between, I don't know, marketing and, uh, and, um, and the community. So, Mm -hmm. so I can talk to all these amazing experts that uh, have so much things to say, but don't have an outlet. So I'm I'm going to yeah. be interviewing a lot of experts, talking about to, to all the incident response people and uh, threat hunters and everything and getting their kind of view and things that they found in the field out.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, that's kind of what I do every day of the week, right? I'm threat mm-hmm. hunting. I'm looking for the latest APTs obviously we yeah. live now in a world post solar winds where it's the mm. hack that will keep on giving the next yeah. t- year two years right you're seeing every sure. week another company um going ahead and, and just putting a, a blog post out there notifying that they were compromised and mm. you know this week is the fourth security company that was compromised um, I believe the day before yesterday or yesterday malware bytes um, released that they were um, targeted by you know dark halo so mm. switching gears you know I feel like I I, I didn't know Trusec until you joined them and and one of the things that i love about this industry is when you hire someone like yourself the company says okay we not only we've always been serious but now we're going to invest in our people to say okay we're hiring these experts in this field to take us to that next level and for me i I appreciate seeing that right because i never heard of Trusec. You, um, update your LinkedIn profile. And I'm like, true I've never heard of them. I've heard of Trustec with Dave Kennedy, but not true yeah. And it, it, you help now build their profile. And mm. it's, it's important to recognize, you know, what that can do when you hire a influencer, because now people are saying, okay, now we know what true company does. Now we could go ahead and say, you know, let's hire them to do something, whatever the case is, because we have this person and we know we trust his credibility, who he is, what type of person Mm. he is. And and it shows a lot. And I respect that about companies hiring people like yourself, where it helps them build their profile. It takes them to Mm. another level. And I, I, I love that. And I'm looking forward to the things that you are doing there. And, you know, I, I believe a week after you were hired or your start date, they released mm. a report on, on SolarWinds as well. And I believe they yeah. were early. They were the second or mm. third company um, in the game that, that released a report. And it was very timely. So mm. now, you know, now, Trust Trusec is now we know we, we, we're starting to get that brand recognition
1: there. Mm. And, and-, and they've been over in the game for over 15 years. They have most uh, MVPs in, in, in Scandinavia on the Microsoft side. Super, super extremely professional and cool people. Mm-hmm. And, but they are just, they're just ex- accelerating. Hiring more people, getting more people along and doing things like the things that I do. I am super passionate about cybersecurity and cybersecurity awareness and education mm-hmm. because I want more people to get into the industry. I want to be able to share that. And if I can get all the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years and put that together with all the experience. Extreme experts that are over at TrueSec, and then creating content that are free for the community, so people like yourself can see what goes on in the kind yeah. of research that's happening, and 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 get more information out. So the CIS admins that are out there, or 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 CISOs, know what to do and how to protect themselves because cybercrime is an issue right now. It's it's just oh, yeah. it's. I'm, you can't quote me on this source, but I've heard somewhere that this was the year or last year was the year where cybersecurity um, revenue bypassed their the narcotics revenue because there's, there's so much money invested into that in, in all these organizations and all these APTs. They are professionals. These are organizations that make a lot of money. They don't want to stop making money. Yeah. Uh, so we need to be better at protecting ourselves and taking those down. And if we can communicate that information out and get that out to the end user
0: and, and I can be a part of that adventure. Hmm, yeah. I'm in same thing here. It's, it's all about, uh, Sentinel one, it's all about providing that value, right? Knowledge transfer is yes. important. Uh, one of the biggest blog posts that I've done as Sentinel one, since I've been here was, um how to set up a malware analysis lab. And it's, it's had so many retweets and and has gotten so much love because I wanted to give that knowledge transfer, right? It was like, this is how I do it. This is how I set it up. This is how I communicate. This is how I detonate something. So it can capture what it's doing for the Mm. beginner, right? Not for advanced where you're going into the weeds. But that is something I'm probably gonna be doing in the future, getting into the weeds with like Ghidra and stuff like that. So it is, it is for me, a passion as well. You know, I love doing what I I love doing, but I love giving back. I love helping, you know, and and that's my passion. Any last words, Stoke, before we go?
1: Last word would be, um, don't be afraid and to try things out and uh, and throw yourself into whatever goes on and uh, and follow that passion. Just try to if you want to do bounties, do bounties. If you want to do defensive stuff, do defensive stuff. Whatever you do, follow it fully and uh, and commit and do it at least a little bit while every day. If it's writing, write a little bit every day. In the end, it's all about you and the things that you can create for the fun of it. And uh, you just enjoy life. Have
0: fun. Thank you, Stoke. I greatly appreciate your time. For everyone out there, until next time, thank you for joining.
1: Thank you.